Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Max Danielson Show. I am your host, Max Danielson. And joining me today, I have a fellow Bishop Lynch alumni, a guy who I got to play with for a while for baseball um, and is doing some good things over uh, at Texas Tech. That is Mr. Stefano Corpus. Uh, Stefano, man, welcome on to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I mean, heck, I came on your podcast, had to get you on mine. Uh, we'll kind of get yeah, into your cool. podcast here in just a bit, kind of one of the big discussions for the whole interview, but uh, it's tradition right. around the show, first of all, like I said, that you go to Texas Tech, but kind mm-hmm. of uh, just fill in the audience, kind of uh, who you are, kind of uh, what your, I guess, what your background is, kind of what you're majoring in, all of that, uh, okay. and then also what your favorite sports teams are. Right. So I guess I'll start with the background. Uh, I went to St. Rita, went to Westwood Junior High, to BL to where I'm at now, which is Texas Tech, and um, it's been it's been a journey since. And uh, let's see, sports wise, I played just about I played a lot of uh, baseball, basketball, football, um, even lacrosse, which was kind of just a a fun little startup. But uh, yeah, I'm just really just having fun as much as I can during all like this COVID. So. Yeah, definitely. And then your favorite sport team, uh, sports teams, who do you follow? So I would say uh, the Mavericks, because I have to. Uh, Mavericks, uh, Cowboys, obviously. I mean, I, I still keep track with the Bulls, even though they're not, they're not very good. Mm-hmm. I was just more of like a D-Rose era. Um, uh, well, right now, also the Lakers. I like seeing what LeBron's up to. You guys see what the King's up to. Yeah. And just really just watching a bunch of games. Yeah, I mean, also with like the whole bubble being back, I'm sure you're tuning into a lot of games. I'm imagining now when this goes up, it'll be on Thursday night. I don't know if you watched uh, the Pelicans, Jazz, and then the uh, Clippers, yeah. uh, Lakers games. Yeah, I did. All right, really- awesome. Well, we'll also get into that uh, once we get to the sports side and talk about the NBA bubble. But here kind of talking about you, let's talk about uh, your whole Bishop Lynch days. Um I mean, just kind of take me through some memories that really stick out to you and just thoughts overall just about, you know, your journey, uh, not only to Bishop Lynch, but your journey through Bishop Lynch. Right, yeah. I mean, where do I start? Um, I remember just going to BL and um, all the crazy up and down experiences I've had. It's, it's, it's really been a roller coaster that really feels like it's just happened in like a snap. And... I could sit here and tell you like every moment, but it's like, there were so many that like, it was so hard to right. keep track. Obviously, like um, some, I think I, uh, some big things I remember was like starting up like lacrosse on like a brand new team, like trying out something I've never tried, which was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Also with all the sports teams I played with, I got to really meet a lot of really cool guys in a bunch of different sports, like going places and, it was really cool to see that kind of atmosphere. And then also just kind of having fun with it. Uh, there was just a lot of opportunities like football games, just having like basically the whole experience. And then also, uh, if you did see like 3v3 was something yeah. else. Yeah. You know what? Uh, we'll actually, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, I was about yeah. to ask you something that stands out for your Bishop Lynch days. And of course, that's a really right. big one the whole three-on-three tournament. I kind of want to ask you about that. You know, what was that whole like? And then, of course, the shot, you know, heard around BL, as they say. 
Uh, that was all over Bishop Lynch's social media, and really that got everyone on the Stefano Corpus hype train. You know, talk, tell me about that kind of not only just that whole experience, just, I mean, it happened every single year, and I know that was always big for us. And for baseball guys, of course, we unfortunately couldn't do it. But uh, just kind of talk about that, you know, what that was like. And then just talk about the shot, man. I mean, because that was right. a, a big-time shot. Yeah, so it, it's kind of crazy to think about. So uh, I actually kind of got to go back when I first did it all in freshman year. Freshman year, uh, my teammates were, basic, were basically the same. We it was, very, it was very ups and down. It was me, Ashton, like Jackson Epson, like Will Haynes. And we – we got knocked out pretty fast. I'm not gonna. <laughs> we had no expectations. Everyone like been playing. Every we had no communication, anything like that. We never practiced nothing. And so we're just like thinking, all right, sophomore year, we'll try it again. So we changed up the team. We I don't think we got Jackson or Will, and then we got like BK. Yeah, and, you stole BK for my team because we couldn't yeah. play. <laughs> yeah, so we we got BK, and BK was a a good rebounder. We definitely needed him, especially like both Ashton and myself, like on perimeter. But, um, you know, another kind of dud year. <laughs> we were just walking into our junior year, and we were just thinking, like, wow, like, we got to do something. We have to at least try. We got to go all out, everything. And once again, we got, like, we're getting knocked out. And this is, like, we're losing. We win one game, and we lose two. Like, we're getting knocked off, like, right off the bat. And so senior year kind of comes around. And I'm just kind of, we're kind of, like, putting together this team. It was um, me, Ashton, BK. Logan was also we were looking for a fourth guy so actually we wanted uh we we loved playing with Logan. Logan was like a great option instead of mm-hmm. the other person that we were And he's turned into with. also one hell of a basketball player. Oh, yeah, man. no, right now he is definitely like he's that man. He's going I'm going to start seeing him pretty soon like on like papers and stuff. Yeah. I know that for a fact. But we were trying to get Jack Bradley. Uh big old Jack our, Bradley. We were trying to, and we we talked to him for a while. That was that was our big one. We were trying so hard pushing for that and uh unfortunately he couldn't i don't think he could play well he did play and he did like phenomenal but we tried to get him we didn't we had to accept what we had and just we really just went off and when we started okay so we won like two games and we were mm-hmm. two and up and i'm just we're just thinking to ourselves like okay like obviously this is a lot better than all three years combined but like well like we're kind of just thinking like what makes this so different and what really made it different was that we knew as our last year, every other year before we were like, oh, we'll just come back. We knew that we weren't coming back this time. And so um, it really just, it really felt like something else when that last like run, because thinking about it, like BK, we love playing with BK, but BK was like, uh, like second or like, third. like we were going against guys who were starting on the basketball team and yeah. guys, and we were just happy just to get a guy on the basketball team. Like out of, like I, I really appreciate BK for especially having to guard like Zach Muller during the tournament. And it was so funny is we actually went undefeated in the tournament. Really? And yeah, we were undefeated, and it's a two lo- it's a two game loss tournament. Right. So we right. we beat Zach and uh, Ethan Stock. We beat them before. So we're we're coming in undefeated. I mean, we had to play some really good teams, mm-hmm. and. We come in undefeated, and we're just all right. Last period, uh, they called us like thirty minutes early. Yeah, because like, I wasn't. So I, the whole baseball team, we weren't at this game at all. So this will kind of be my yeah. first time hearing about it too, because I remember that game was like it was our, uh, I believe, district opener at Parish, and I was starting that game on the bump, 
So right. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, see it, but we were following it on Twitter. So I'll let you kind of carry it away there, because and I, I don't want to interrupt because I have no idea what happened during that, and I wasn't there in person. Yeah, I just saw was, the video, so I'll take it. I'll let you take it away with the rest of it. So it, it was definitely something else. I mean, last thirty minutes, um, I hear an announcement saying like, if you're playing three on three basketball, that, uh, that you guys can like get ready like in the locker room. So I. Uh, it's Ashton, BK, myself. We're all kind of just looking at each other. It, I swear, for the first, like, five minutes in that locker room, it's silent. It is dead silent. And we're just kind of, like, looking at each other like, can you believe, like, we got here? Like, we said it every other year. We never came close, but we actually got here. And we never said anything. And then that was our moment where we just like, all right, now it's time to, like, show people, like, what we got. <laughs> Now, like question, how, was this the Legacy Gym locker room or was this the Championship Gym locker room upstairs? Oh, was, oh, no, it was the Legacy. Okay, so did they divide both teams up or was it every was it like both teams in the same no, locker they, uh, room? Okay, so since uh, on their team they had like basketball players. like Oh, they got soccer, the... So they got the other locker gotcha, room. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, which which made sense, but yeah. it, was just, it was just such a crazy moment just to think about like just that small moment and then just to walk out there and you're shooting around early and it's empty and you like i definitely see what it's like being a, you know on a varsity basketball team and that's like an experience that i can't ever leave and i loved it mm -hmm. and it's just all lights on you and you know i was i started making shots early and then i was everyone scored on our team which was good that was the one priority everyone was talking about everyone was like all right, we got to score at least once so it doesn't make us look bad. But, you know, we, we did what we had to do. Uh, okay, so the last shot came around. And so Ethan Stock makes kind of a clutch layup mm -hmm. to give them a two-point lead. And there's about 30 seconds left. We get, we're getting ball. Uh, Ashton comes, sets me a screen. I, I think I take it, but now I'm being guarded by Zach Muller, and this is, this is hard to shake. <laughs> so... I, I think I dribbled to the left. I passed it back to Ashton, who, with like about 10-ish seconds left, is dribbling out, about to reset, and he gets double teamed by my guy, uh, Elijah. And Ashton like throws it, but it kind of get like this is like <laughs> Ashton throws it and it gets a little tipped, but it comes right towards me, and uh, like. I just threw it up and it felt good and I didn't know how to react. Like that was like one of those moments where uh, you're like just a little kid and you're just like three, two, one, just shoot it up. It goes in, you just like celebrate, but I didn't know how to react or anything like that. And then we sit into overtime and yeah, Zach just ended it there, but it, <laughs> it was fun. I mean, I had a lot of fun with it. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. So, I mean, after your shot, of course, the place goes wild. But um, I want to ask you, because I heard about something about this, but I never really, like, asked you, I don't think. Uh, was there some type of controversy that came up, like, between the game? Because I know a lot of people were saying, like, there was, like, some, like, there was something that happened in it that was, like, pretty controversial, like, that, like, they shouldn't have won or something. I, I want to ask you about that. Was there something that was in there that a lot of people didn't know about or what? So, um, well, we, th okay. So I guess the only thing that we were talking about is that, uh, uh, the fact that that was our first loss in the tournament mm -hmm. and this is a two loss tournament. So 
at, we're looking at it as we're even now. And we should have gotten our, like, game three. But it's not, unfortunately, how it worked. I mean, there could have been a lot of different things changed to that game. They made really good shots, and we are just trying to stay in it. Mm-hmm. And just, they outplayed us. I mean, anyone can make up any excuse, but they, they outplayed us, and they deserve to win. And they're good. They're a very good team. Gotcha. So, I mean, after Bishop Lynch, of course, then you go on to Texas Tech. I mean, your first year there, I mean, even I could speak upon this. You know, it was it was one hell of a year, so to say. I mean, kind of taking in uh, a reference there for Parker McCollum's song. Um, but I kind of want to ask you about that, you know, their experience of college. And then, of course, it all, which will also lead into my next question. And I'll let you kind of go into that as well. Um, kind yeah. of what it was like your first year at college and then for everything to kind of come to an abrupt halt, you know, at the end of the year for the whole COVID mm-hmm. stuff. Right. No, for starters, college, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was going in there with that college mentality. Like, I just I just need something new. I need to kind of, like, start over. And especially, like, I definitely, especially the way I feel like my senior year played out and how relaxed I was and how, how just, like, I felt senior year was the most – when I was like just myself and just having that confidence going into like college, like I rushed, I enjoyed it. Um, and I, um, and yeah, I just, it's really hard to describe because of how fast everything just keeps moving. And it's really just trying to remember just these certain moments here and there. Cause now like thinking about it, it makes me feel old. Cause now I barely remember some things that happened to me like freshman and like sophomore year of high school yeah Just i mean every, yeah talk about then uh kind of like so i mean i agree with you 100 like it's a, it was such like an interesting experience and it was like mm-hmm. one of the best experiences so far and i i mean heck even coming from a, a college athlete i could say that you know even though it's very hectic it's a lot of fun and i know a lot of people love it at texas tech as well um but i kind of want to go mm-hmm. into it a little bit you know what was it like? What was, you know, what happened with you? Like kind of when the abrupt halt came to an end where they told you that, Hey, you're going to have to finish this semester online. So when they told me, I was, I was obviously like very confused when the, when it first, like the outbreak started happening, I, it almost didn't seem real in a way. Which is also it's, weird to think about. Cause it seems like so long ago now, like right, that, yeah. that, like it just feels like over like three years ago, even though it was, what now about four three four months ago right yeah no it's it's um i feel like it's definitely been around for a while i mean everyone wants it to end by now but um really just the whole transition i was just so confused and um with this virus going around and how fast it was affecting people it almost felt like a video game like that Mm -hmm. pandemic video game (laughs) play game yeah 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 but it, it was just like it just felt so unreal how fast it was moving. And, like, it was a very serious thing that because, uh-huh. like, people were still, like, partying and stuff. And just, yeah, it was, it was crazy just what it's led to. Yeah, I mean, even so, uh, now, one thing that came about it, you know, for a lot of people also, this whole coronavirus, um, in a way, was kind of a blessing in disguise. Um, for you, of course, it was um, to, if I'm not mistaken, you started your whole podcast, uh during the whole right. quarantine time. Kind of talk about that a little bit because I came on it along with my uh, co-host right. of Jam Sports, uh, Jared Hedges. Um, kind of talk about, you know, how the podcast has been going, you know, what it's about. 
Um, if you want to also um, give a link to that, I can put it also in the bio so people could go check it yeah. out as well. Yeah. So um, the podcast, um, what since I was since because of COVID, it, it was a lot of uh, isolation and kind of just being on your own. But yet you're still trying to be like social. Right. I was just COVID has given a lot of people time to think mm-hmm. and a lot of and thinking like good or bad. Like it just gives you a lot of time to think and like self reflect. And I was just, you know, I've always listened to joe rogan like the podcast yes the classic podcast and i was just thinking like i know they have a lot of experiences but so do we like we also have like a lot of experiences Mm -hmm. and everyone's so different and all the roads taken to the same place are just so unique and different and just like i was just like why not so i was just trying to look for any way to try something just just to give myself something to do and you know have reasons to stay in touch with people and just I love doing it and sponsored by anchor uh, anchor really helped with that and any platform I wanted to, I thought it'd be very complex, but luckily for me, anchor like helped me with that. Yeah, anchor, I mean, Hey, I mean, both my podcasts are on anchor. I absolutely love it because right. it gets to shoot. Now this podcast link is distributed like three networks. I don't know why right. it does, but Hey, it's the top three networks. I'm fine with that. And then jam sports gets distributed everywhere else. Uh, but kind of talk about also, you know, like what, what is the pod, what is your podcast about? You know, what it does. Um, you know, I, I, I've, even though I've been on it, you know, I don't really want to go into for myself what it's about because of course it's your podcast. Uh, so sure. I want to ask you kind of, uh, tell the viewers kind of what it's about and then, you know, where they could find that podcast on anchor. Right. So, um, my podcast is really just about like just, I really just sit down and talk with people and just see what's going on through their minds. For example, it's the most random things you could think of. Oh, it, it, yes. Um, yeah. So it is literally what is on your mind, what is going through your head and the influences that have been exposed to you and just what's going on. Cause everyone's got something to say. So in one podcast, I could be talking about COVID and like Beetlejuice. Like that's so random. I can, I can be talking about NBA. I can be talking about NFL sports, anything like that. I can just talk about like people, college experiences, any, like it's really anything you want it to be, anything you want to talk about, anything you just feel like conspiracy theories, anything like that. If there's anything. Can so, I ask you a question? Can I interrupt you here? Yeah. Was yeah, there yeah. an episode where you did talk about Beetlejuice? Because that was oddly specific here. Yes. Yes, I did. I talked about COVID and Beetlejuice. With who? Was it just you or? Oh, no, no. I was uh, I was on a podcast with my friend Zach. <sighs> but it, it was crazy. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, Chef Steph season one on Spotify. Yeah, I mean, I will also put that in the link uh, in this uh, podcast as well. Go check it out. Uh, me and Jared's episode, I mean... Hell, ours was three hours long of just talking about just everything. Mainly, of course, sports, you know, our Bishop Lynch days, the jam sports thing, which I think jam sports in itself took an hour to even talk about because there's just so much about it. Uh, But kind of moving on, Stefano, from this podcast, looking up into the future for you, uh, what are your plans? What what are you thinking right now after tech? What's kind of your your goal, what your mindset is, and kind of where are you trying to go um, just in life after college? Fair enough. Well, um, for starters, I'm uh, majoring in marketing and business mm-hmm. finance. So hopefully somewhere in that field. I didn't want to make it like very specific because I didn't want to like limit it down to something. But I just wanted to keep it broad. But also, I just 
I'm just the type of person I I don't see myself working like a basic nine to five mm -hmm. job. So to be honest with you, I don't know what I'm gonna be after college, but I know that I'm gonna find something that'll make me happy. And just it's really just trust, trust that, trust the process, and that everything I'm doing now is gonna lead me to that moment. Is there a specific job that you're looking at, like a, a dream job that you're looking at so far for your career, or you just kind of go into it blindside and just see what's out there? Well, there's it's kind of like a both. Um, I on one end, I can see myself trying to like uh, spot like work with a company like maybe like nike or something like mm -hmm. sponsor that athletes like um so one direction i could try to go is anywhere in sports because i i just love sports Absolutely. just been around it everywhere and then just also i feel like i can find more of like an influential side as well and just kind of like that because i also make videos as as well i mean on right Facebook. yeah do you I'll also want to talk it. about that, kind of what your videos, uh, yeah, I mean, the yeah. whole big project that was going to come this summer, unfortunately, this whole right. COVID stuff happened. You kind of want to yeah. talk about that, kind of your your videos and all the editing stuff you do? Right, yeah. So um, I was planning on uh, doing this huge project with as many people as I could possibly get. I had roughly around 178 in about a week before it got, you know, before all this went down and it got shut off. And it was just crazy to think because I was just making a like a video with as many people as I can and just showing people having a good time, having fun, and really just having people step out of their comfort zone and meet people around like in the community. Because mm -hmm. I realized like if more people get to know each other and a lot of people have like the same stuff like in common, like think like your whole you don't know who you can meet. It could be your your best friend. It could be like your wife. It could be like your boss. It could be like anything, and if yeah. it's just, it's it's really just taking that chance and stepping out of your comfort zone, and that was the main thing of just doing this video, or that video. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I mean, heck, I I really hope you know that we can get that done. Hopefully, in the future, I remember. I mean, yeah. me and you. I mean, you were you were talking to me about trying to get things planned for it. Um, I mean, I was really excited about it. You know, uh, thankfully though, I didn't get to go to. Uh, thankfully, I didn't go to Kansas this summer. So, I mean, mm -hmm. also, I mean. Heck, now I finally found my summer baseball team that I'm going to probably be with hey, for the next nice. four or five years. So, I mean, yeah. I'm going to be here locally in Dallas. And, I mean, I, heck, I'd love to see this get done. I mean, it looks like we had yeah. something good going. And, uh, I mean, Steph, with, with the stuff you have going, man, you got a lot of good things going right now, especially not only for the podcast, not only for Life After Tech, but, I mean, just in general yeah. with everything that you got going on, I mean, the video, the videography, editing, all those yeah, things. I mean, you're going in the right direction, man. Yeah, that's why I definitely like would say marketing. Just if I don't market, if I don't market players, athletes, or in that, I'm gonna try to market my videos, like yeah. my craft. Like, it's just, it's really just keeping it open ended and just kind of seeing what life gives you. Because you know, I could end up finding some interest in something else in like a week, and I won't even know right. It yet. Right. So, I mean, just that's open mind. That's also the beauty of life, man. You never know what's around the corner. Uh, so that is going to wrap it up for this segment, at least uh, for the Max Nielsen Show. We are going to take a very quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to get to the main event of the Max Danielson Show, which is discussing the recent sports with, of course, North American sports being thankfully back uh, with the whole COVID hiatus. But a lot of interesting stuff that has happened within this week or so. So uh, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. 
The Max Danielson Show is proud to announce Gage's Granite as an official sponsor for the Saturday podcast. Gage's Granite is a family-run company operating nearby in the Dallas Metroplex. They offer custom granite, travertine, onyx, and marble countertops to homeowners and businesses since 2000. Give them a call today at 972-243-6097 or visit gagesgranite.com or on Facebook and Twitter. You can also stop by the main showroom located at 2427 Glenda Lane in Dallas. Gage's Granite, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. Hey guys, this is Jason with Lacrosse Monkey. Are you looking for a place to shop for your next athletic season? Monkey Sports is here to help. Whether you're looking for baseball, hockey, or lacrosse gear, if you can dream it, we've got it. We provide both the latest and best on the market equipment for your athlete. Stop by and visit us at 105 West Bethany Drive, right off of US 75 in Allen. Monkey Sports, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. And welcome back to the Max Danielson Show. Where we left off, we were talking to Stefano about uh, some things that happened at Bishop Lynch. Of course, his big shot heard around BL. Uh, that was the, on the big three-on-three tournament. Kind of his life at Tech so far. And also plans post-Tech. But of course, now after this, after that interview, it's time to get to the main portion of the show, which we talk about sports. And, uh, you know, with the whole North American sports being back, uh, Stefano, I mean, there has been a lot that's gone on within this week. And uh, one of oh, the yeah. big ones, or really the first two big ones, came with some rebranding of some teams. Uh, one of these teams... Did a fantastic job, in my opinion. And one of these teams, um, to say the least, is uh, pretty mediocre, to put it as kindly as possible. But we'll get into the team that did a really great job, which was the Seattle Kraken, being the 32nd uh, team in the National Hockey League. Um, Finally putting a team up in Seattle. It was either going to probably be either Nova Scotia or it was going to be Seattle who uh, got the next NHL team. And I think they did a great job with this. I know a lot of people, um, or Seattleans, whatever you want to call them, um, were really debating, you know, kind of if they, they they were on the fence about the name because, of course, the Steelhead being such a big thing um, up there in Seattle as well, Sockeye. Um, and then, of mm-hmm. course, when they released the logo, they are like, okay, I, could, I, I like this. You know, the color scheme, right. I think, great colors overall, kind of that navy blue that goes with the, uh, the ocean nearby for the Pacific. A uh, little yeah. tint of red, definitely. Uh, I like it better than the uh, the classic green of Seattle. Any variation that they have, the teal that they have, usually with the Mariners, Supersonics, uh, with the green, of course, same thing, kind of with a neon green with the with the uh, Seahawks. But I kind of want to ask you, you know, what you think about this uh, this rebrand or really this new branding of the uh, newest uh, expansion to the NHL. What's your take yeah. on it, and kind of what are you what are you expecting to see out of this? Because I mean, it's going to be a while till we have this expansion draft to see who the crack can get. But just right off the bat, I mean, what do you think of the organization so far with their moves of you know in terms of marketing? I should say, especially the fact that that's kind of what you're going into. Right. So for starters, I mean, just I hope Seattle sports are back. Like I hope um, they've moved that OKC team back to Seattle. Anyway, just I hope Seattle teams are back. But for starters, I love the, like, simplicity of, like, the logo. Mm -hmm. And, like, you don't need a lot to make it flashy. 
And I definitely think, it, like, any teams that have just started within this last decade, they're, they're starting to become powerhouse teams right off the bat, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting to think of because of how many years a lot of these franchises have been here. And just to see, like, if this team could be one of those teams as well to join them. And then also um, for the Las Vegas Raiders and, like, other teams that have just reestablished themselves, this should be very fun and interesting. And, yeah, let's hopefully it'll go in the right direction for all teams. I mean, I really like um... – I talked about it also with uh, Cliff Gibson on the recent episode of the Jam Sports Podcast. Again, if you have not, for my viewers who haven't, who don't know about that, I run a uh, secondary podcast with my former co-host of Bishop Lynch, uh, which is Jam Sports. You can also find that on Anchor. Um, but we kind of talked about that. You know, he, the one thing that he really likes is just, like you said, the simplicity of the logo, the color scheme. He really mm-hmm. likes, uh, and I actually didn't even realize this until he mentioned it, the secondary logo. It's got the Space Needle and the Anchor which I think is a great way to implement the city into it with the whole um, the space needle and all that. Um, but sticking around with the entire rebranding thing, then we get into a team that has done a pretty um, a pretty shitty job, so to say, with their rebranding. That being the former Washington Redskins and now just simply the Washington football team. Um Stefan, I want to ask you what you think about that. I mean, that, I, I get, I know why they couldn't just simply go to another name because, of course, you know, the one guy a long time ago took any variation or copyright any variation um, of the team name. So I know that also plays into it. But I mean, just the fact that they go into it, you know, trying to change the name and all they come out with is literally just Washington football team. Um, it. I, I don't really know what to think about this. I mean, I want to hear your opinion about it. Okay, so for starters, man, it is just like I obviously see why like the change. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely see that, but it's just crazy just how everything's played out so far, and how it's like how it's named right now. It's just, um, to be honest, I I really don't really know much about what I can say about this. Mm-hmm. Like, really, I, I really think, I mean, I've seen a lot of really good ideas for names. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of see it everywhere on Instagram, hell, even like a little bit on TikTok. And I like some of the rebranding things I see on there. And, you know, I think it's time for a change nowadays. Like a lot of things are changing. So, yeah. Um, you know, I think a, a good change can make, you know, Washington just look as good to represent. And I don't think, though, that changes with the Washington football team. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, I remember when I first saw this, man, I was just like, what the hell is this? Like, that literally, like, I think, honestly, you could have hired anyone else to think of just something. They could have just put something out there. But they, I I get it. They don't want to change the the colorway, but you can keep the colorway. I keep the colorway. I just don't understand, like, just Washington football team is the most generic and bland name I've ever heard. Uh, it would be kind of funny to watch it kind of on the broadcast, how they how they format that and all that. Um, well, yeah, it looks like a like borderline just a college team. <laughs> it looks like Washington one of those uh, created teams on NCAA 14, honestly. Exactly. Uh, but sticking with the NFL, uh, Stefano, of course, you being a Cowboy fan, I want to hear your opinion on this, of course, because it was rumored that he wanted to go here. 
But get it, the Seahawks oh. getting uh, Jamal Adams in a big trade, uh, kind of solidifying that old-time Legion of Boom, possibly reinstating that Legion of Boom in Seattle. I kind of want to hear what you think um, – coming from a Cowboys fan I've stated on the podcast multiple times what I thought you know why I really did where why I'm glad the Cowboys didn't I mean even though I'm not a Cowboy fan looking at from an executive decision um building for a future and just having all these guys in your system like Leighton Vander Esch and all these guys I mean you're eventually gonna have to pay them and the fact that you got money locked up right now with Amari Demarcus Lawrence um also Zeke I mean Dak whenever he gets paid if they decide to truly pay him or not um, you got a lot of money locked up in that. So I kind of want to hear, you know, what you think. Should the Cowboys have gotten him? And for just Seattle, what do you think right now for their defense? How's that looking? And just as a team, how are they looking? Okay, so for starters, Seattle, obviously, it's an amazing pickup. Giving mm-hmm. away just like just some picks. Uh, it's, it's a great pickup for them. And just knowing that their Legion of Boom has always been very hyped that's probably going to be a really good addition for their fans and just something you'd want to see in the next season on top of that powerful offense. Mm-hmm. Now, being a Cowboys fan, it's it's disappointing because this is not just the first superstar we've let go um, <laughs> recently or not even tried to shoot at. Um, it's so sad to know that all these superstars – we they want to play on America's team, but America's team will keep paying for the same people, and it is okay. Like it's just sad to see Miles Garrett send out a send out like a tweet saying, "Please, Cowboys, <laughs> like pick them up." And we don't. We just keep paying like the same people. Some people are getting a little older. I mean, Tyron Smith's about to retire. Yeah. Um, I just, but our defense is starting to shape up. I know there was the huge controversy about picking up uh, an offensive kind of head coach uh, and uh, sharpening our offensive tools and leaving our defense the way it is, which is always sucks. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, we've definitely picked up a few people, a few returning guys, but reality, it would have looked really nice if we were able to pick them up. <laughs> Now, I'll be interested to kind of see how that, uh, you know, because thinking about, I I imagine you're talking about the head coach there with the offensive thing, right? Yep. I will be, uh, I'll be interested to see how that goes. I mean, because I remember his last few years with uh, a team that I support. Um, It was not great. It was pretty bad with him, especially the game management. But, you know, what's the final? It could be way worse. You could be a team that drafts a quarterback when they have their franchise quarterback still under contract. Uh, and now it pisses him off and as well doesn't draft a wide receiver um, in probably one of the most filled wide receiver drafts. You could be also that team. <laughs> right. Oh, no, I definitely, uh, I definitely like the offensive scheme. Uh, change up the vibe. Just get first for starters, get rid of Jason Garrett. Uh-huh. I mean, it's that was three years too late, honestly, if, if we're being yeah, honest. Yeah, years of players like, prime slowly going away that's how much now we're we're still like we still have a solid team but now we have no chemistry and we're completely starting over plus i mean also the loss of byron jones is a big uh loss and as well uh jeff heath as well for y'all um and then of course unfortunately the which was really surprising for me was travis frederick retiring uh i mean being a big part of the o-line for the cowboys but 
It'll be interesting yeah. kind of see how they go. I mean, I, I don't doubt they'll win the division, but of course when it gets right. to playoffs, that is where uh, Cowboys yeah. fans will have to worry a bit. <laughs> I'm just, I just want to see someone um, – I just want to see a coach that can help Dak with Andy Dalton as like a nice vet side piece and just, you know, keep consistent. You see the 5,000 throwing yards and he mm-hmm. ends up being number four in like the league on yards and then you see that it's coming up short and not even making playoffs like every single person throwing up those ranges like it's i like it's play calling and i'm just happy we have at least a new coach to so we're instead of just us trying to come back second half we can just take a lead first half and just maintain it like i feel like we because now we 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 had the best offensive line 2016 Mm -hmm. now we don't but yet for the last three years we've been treating our offensive line like they're still the best and that was all like coaching so that's why i'm i'm happy to finally see this change and to finally see a brand new future for the cowboys yeah i mean i won't say the brand new future until of course the day either jerry jones retires or passes away because he's a big oh, yeah, part of why true. you know the cowboys haven't been successful but i'll be really interested yeah. and this will be kind of the final thing i say about the cowboys at least I'll be interested to see, you know, how that relationship between McCarthy and Dak is. It'll kind of really show if the if the problem was really McCarthy or it was the fact that Rodgers just, you know, a guy who will call his own plays. I mean, you know, we kind of see that also with Matt LaFleur. But, of course, you know, knowing Matt LaFleur, he kind of does the same thing that McCarthy did in the third and fourth quarter. Um, but, you know, that'll be interesting also to kind of see how that develops with Jordan Love. But that's a whole different thing i can get to i'll have to even revisit two years down the line when that could be a possibility um but sticking kind of with the nfl i mean of course you had the watt brothers who are you know dominant in this league but a new group of brothers um being the bosa brothers they're coming up big nick bosa of course big piece of the 49ers and now his brother joey bosa um re-signed by the chargers on a five-year 135 million dollar deal I mean, for the, the for the Los Angeles Chargers, I mean, this has been a pretty good offseason, yeah. not only with uh, bringing in some big additions as well for them, but as, right. but also, I mean, that uniform change probably is one of the cleanest uniforms in yeah. the NFL right now. I agree. And, like, I love, like, this might, this is, like, one of those weird things where you just, there's certain teams you just love to watch, mm-hmm. and the Chargers are one of them. Yeah, they I definitely mean, are. I agree with that. For, for starters, aesthetically, they have some of the cleanest uniforms, yes. both like of Aesthetic, all time. They are so aesthetically and, pleasing. And currently, so that's just for starters. And now finally, you can't say that about their crosstown rival, though. You cannot say that yeah, about that team. Absolutely. And then for starters, they just have some exciting players to watch. Uh-huh. They just have, you know, the Bosa. They have Bosa and like that that whole family, just like the Matthews family at one point. It's just stacked with athletes that are mm-hmm. superstars and going to be the next big thing in this league. And also, just I like watching them because uh, my boy Desmond King, mm-hmm. Iowa cornerback captain over there. So I like I like to see how uh, fellow Iowa Tech like oh. alums <laughs> do, and I just like checking up on them. Oh, the Hawkeyes! <laughs> um, and. Yeah, I mean, it's also going to be interesting, I mean, with now the departure of Phillip Rivers, I mean, now you have Justin Herbert right. that's going to be taking the helm there. I mean, how do you think, sticking with the Chargers here, how do you think he's going to do this season? Do you think he's going to sit a year under Tyrod Taylor, or do you think they're going to start him right away? So, I think they're going to start him right away. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like uh, Tyrod Taylor is just too much of like an injury injury prone yes. quarterback, and that like unfortunately is know, though. And when he's healthy, like he's right. actually a pretty decent quarterback, surprisingly. Right. No, when he's healthy, he can he can put up some pretty solid numbers. Mm-hmm. And it's I feel that just his role, if, especially the way his career is starting to play out with these injuries and and how injuries are a huge factor with anyone's career. I mean, you can ask Derrick Rose, who is my favorite player. Man, that's so um, sad, though, that like the whole thing that so happened sad, with Derrick Rose, man. It's so sad. Happened. But like, the thing about it is, um, even though Derrick Rose was hurt, he can still play up to that level. He's yeah. just not going to be considered you know, on that next level right. anymore, as he was. But um, really, I'm just... Uh, I, I think that what they have going on over there and using him kind of just as a veteran quarterback to kind of just show the way. Um, I think there's some big things happening and I would not sleep on the, that team. Yeah. I mean, they're always a dark horse team in, in right. the, uh... and just, also, just to also see a new face in the pocket as a chargers fan, yeah. like just you've seen Philip Rogers for so long. Philip Rogers. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. <laughs> uh, big. So I'm not a Philip Rivers fan. <laughs> I, no worries, man. Um, we'll move on here, though, to MLB. And this was always a league. You know, it seemed like we weren't going to get an MLB season. Then we finally did get an MLB season. And then Thank we you. have an interesting week here in uh, Major League Baseball, of course. Uh, I'll run it down here before we kind of discuss every single one. The MLB restarts uh, with the first few games, of course, the whole Nationals-Yankees game that got eventually rained out after five innings. Rangers' first games in their new ballpark, the offensive struggles that they're having in that ballpark, Mookie Betts being extended 13 13 years, $380 million by the Dodgers. Then you have also the Blue Jays not being able to play in Toronto uh, just because of the government restriction all there. Then you have Joe Kelly that gets suspended for eight games for throwing at the Astros. More than any Astros player got suspended for cheating, by the way, in the World Series. Uh, and then, of course, to cap it all off, uh, there was a little bit of a COVID outbreak with the Miami yeah. Marlins and possibly now with the Phillies as well. Stefano, yeah. what a start for Major League Baseball so far this season. For starters, I didn't even think baseball was going to happen. Me neither. <laughs> I thought it was it was going to be a little bit of a push. I could definitely see, like, if you want it to happen, you're definitely stretching and it's a lot of wishful thinking. But just the, for starters... If you're a player and you know you're going to be taking such a pay cut mm-hmm. that you had to, but you couldn't just not play, you're kind of in a way forced to play because at the end of the day, you still need money. Right. Um, especially if you're someone like Mike Trout making like 35 mil and then just to reduce down to like five. Yeah. It just, that's like just crazy numbers just because of like all this outbreak and everything. And that's, and also just for a team to get. <laughs> COVID and to know that we've already been playing, they've already been traveling. We've, you can look at like the fact that this is happening. And then you see it on the other side, you see NBA's like handling it very well, actually. Well, that's Rob Manfred for you. I mean, I've expressed yeah. it so many times on Twitter to fire the dude. Cause he's a joke of a commissioner. Um, right. But I mean, Stefano, let's kind of talk about each one of these individually. I mean, we already talked about kind of the whole COVID stuff now with like right. the whole Marlins and Philly spreading kind of starting out here i mean you know let's talk about the rangers for you know just a quick minute here i mean 
first games in the ballpark. I mean, I even got to take a tour of it the other day. I mean, it's a beautiful ballpark. I will say, though, there is that angle that looks pretty bad, but you go around to the other side, and it's a beautiful ballpark overall. Very Very high tech. I mean, I love it, but of course... Uh, hitters probably don't like this ballpark because it is surprisingly one of more of the deeper ballparks in Major League Baseball, Ooh. of course, because they tried to have some symbolism with the uh, with the dimensions of the ballpark. And now it seems like the only guy who can get a ball out is freaking Joey Gallo at this field, but that's also Joey yeah. Gallo for you. Um, but I kind of want to ask you, you know, what do you think so far? The Rangers not only kind of their offensive struggles, but I mean, you've seen Lance Lynn. I mean, Mike Minor they dominated. Unfortunately, now Corey Kluber could be facing possibly the season out because of a shoulder injury, literally after throwing one inning so far this season. Um, I kind of want to sure. ask you about that. You know, what what is your take so far on the Rangers this season? So for starters, I thought that they had a good game against the Diamondbacks mm-hmm. last, last week. And it's just, I feel like new stadium kind of like, there's a lot of pressure that they have to face because to them having no fans and that playing a new stadium, it's almost like you're playing away. Yeah. In, in a sense, like, you haven't even played here. This is the first time you're playing here on top of another team playing here. You're almost playing in an away field. I know – and I just feel that also crowds are a huge deal in any sport. Yeah. Uh, there are some team, there are some golfers that didn't want to play because they, there wouldn't be a crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, just – Crowds make a huge impact in how sports are played. And now, since there aren't any crowds, there aren't distractions, it's more going to be like um, – it's going to be a lot of focusing on your craft. It's going to feel more like a scrimmage. And it's just going to be just this whole – it's this whole different feel. And it's just I, – I can see why the Rangers are struggling a little bit, but I definitely think they can turn it around. We all hope they can. We all hope they can. I think um, they can. Later through, they get they got to take a few games though. Very true. Um, so I want to then take it down to the uh, West Coast here with the whole Mookie Betts thing. I mean, he's becoming one of the best ball players in baseball. He is one of the best ball players in baseball. Um, I mean, thirteen year extension by the Dodgers. I mean, this kind of solidifies his career now in Los Angeles. Um, I mean, what do you think right now for the Dodgers? What does this move mean to them? And kind of. What does it look like for their future? I mean, because not only do they have a great future just with the current players right. they have, but, I mean, you take a look at their farm system. I mean, they have it stacked. Even so, like, Absolutely. their number one prospect, Gavin Lux, didn't even make the the opening day roster this year. Right. No, for starters, um, Mookie Betts is just phenomenal. Like, he's an absolute stud. What every person, want, like, needs ideally on every team. Mm-hmm. And just... I just really hope that, like, the Dodgers are going to be stacked. They were already stacked. And, like, now just, like, I just really hope it's one of those seasons where they actually come over the peak. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, hey, that's the, the Dodgers right. in general this past decade. I mean. Right, yeah. They've gotten, they've gotten stacked teams, and they still weren't able to overcome that one peak. And it's just, um, like, I'd love to see it happen. I definitely think. I mean, Mookie Betts is phenomenal to watch. I mean, everyone, if, even if you don't know baseball, has at least heard of Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, crazy to think about. Yeah. And, yeah, so, I mean, for that organization, they can, they have everything going their way. I mean, GM, fant- like, everything, perfect. Smooth sailing. Yeah. They're going to have a really, I mean, just like how they've been doing, just a really good season. 
Well, when you speak of everything going their way, the one thing that's not going their way is, of course, with Rob Manfred and this whole Joe Kelly thing. Um, oh, yeah. I want to ask you about that. What What was your reaction when you heard that? You know, kind of saw the video about Joe, what Joe Kelly did to uh, Carlos Correa and the Astros. I mean, honestly, and a lot of people have talked about that. I know Nomar Garcia Parra um, was talking about literally like players wouldn't be doing this if the commissioner literally gave them a reasonable punishment and not right. feel, not felt like they had to take matters into their own hands. Whereas the players believe that it was not only did they not vacate the title, but they also basically just got a slap on the wrist from Ma- Rob Manfred. And then here you have Joe yeah. Kelly who, th- who literally, you know, says nice swing bitch at him and then makes a, a crying face at him. And he gets not only did he yeah. didn't get thrown out of the game, by the way, and he still gets suspended eight games for it. I mean, just for starters, that right there just represents everything that's going on in the MLB. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a wreck. It's like, I don't like, <clears throat> it is everywhere. Priorities are whack. Um, I guess they're not, for athletes, they're not even really taking them seriously with all this COVID stuff going mm-hmm. on and still giving them that opportunity. I mean, it's it's terrible. It, baseball right now, I just feel like it's a joke. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, another big thing that I just thought about, you know, because I saw it today on Twitter. Um, there's a YouTuber by the name of Fuzzy. I don't know if you watch him or whatever, but uh, I saw it scrolling through my Twitter just because uh, Trevor Bauer retweeted it or something. The whole blackout thing that they have right now. I mean, where you can't, there's like a fifth of the league that's blocked out in Las Vegas right now. And there's places where you can't even watch Major League Baseball. And I think they're doing just a terrible job of marketing the game. Whereas this literally is the best time to remarket baseball because, I mean, you know, you had Kyle Ripken that saved baseball a, a while mm-hmm. ago, and now baseball's kind of dying again. And, you know, it's just because, I mean, Major League Baseball isn't, you know, representing their players well, and they're not, you know, kind of just giving them the attention and popularity. I mean, you take a look at look at a guy like Michael Jordan on Twitter, um, or, or heck, you can also even say LeBron. Th- look how many followers, followers they have versus the best player right now in baseball possibly the best player to go down of all time in baseball he only has like a million followers versus where like lebron james i don't even know what his is or michael jordan's but i mean they just do a terrible job marketing players so heck even from your perspective from a marketing standpoint i mean what where do you think baseball is right now Uh, it's definitely in a rough spot and it's very hard especially since um just also it's it's been a little disappointing in a way because just some people you have very high expectations that normally get a little bit more feedback from the crowd mm-hmm. and you, they just not giving off that fire. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's really feels like a scrimmage. It feels like I'm just watching preseason games. Sometimes it feels like I'm just ro- watching rough riders games. Like it's, <laughs> it's, I just, um, like I said, like before baseball just is a joke at the moment. Yeah. The commissioner, the front, the whole office, they're just a bunch of clowns. Pretty much. And it, it, I can agree with it's, that. If anything, it's ruining how baseball is going to be shed mm-hmm. in the future. And, like, because people will see this and yeah. think baseball is a joke. Yeah. And it's hard to come back when someone thinks something's a joke. So um, we'll see. We'll have to see. I really, I mean, for starters, he needs to get out. He yeah. needs to be fired. But who's going to do it during this time? So Right. I mean, heck, also the fact is, like, Think about, like, 20 years from now, I'm going to be trying to have, like, if I have a son or even a daughter, like, play either baseball or softball, you know I mean? There's got to be some, you know, marketing to it or else, like, my kids are, you know, and I, you know, for my future kids, I 
I, I will say this. I don't care what sport they play. I do want them at least to play a sport or ever whatever hobby they they find interesting. But you know, I, I would love to push for baseball or softball because I mean that's kind of what I grew up on. Yeah, it's like one of those things. Like at a young age, you kind of just have your kid play all sorts of sports, and then eventually, as they start to get older, they'll tell you which ones they like more. Right. And it's so weird to think about. Like a decade ago, I I was I was nine. Yeah. <laughs> And now a decade from now, when I'm telling I might have kids. I might be married. And that and, is some scary shit to think about. <laughs> that we may have kids by this point. Yeah. And, like, all my favorite players I used to watch, like, even on TV, when I was watching a ton of NBA, and this was, like, when Melo was on the Nuggets. Yeah. And just the fact that I'm in that decade now, when I get old, all my players are going to retire. Like Dirk last year, man. I mean, that was – that yeah, was heartbreaking for a lot of Dallas people because I yeah. grew up watching Dirk. I mean, he was my idol for crying out loud, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And now just just to see all these like um remember back when the big three and the big three on the Celtics yeah, man. and now they're retired, gone by now, and just to see Dwayne Wade's gone to mm, like Kobe, I mean, rest in peace, Mama really, man. Yeah, and just the fact that how twenty twenty has just been, yeah. it's just been oh shit. And just, um, it's just crazy, like, how this life is right now. Yeah, world kind of fell apart when Kobe died. And I don't blame it, because Kobe was a, a humongous impact for the world. But sticking yeah, kind of also... Crazy. Forest fires, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, but Kobe was also a very big well, impact. Yeah, I mean, to that too. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but 2020 has been a heck of a year, man. I'm just waiting for it to be over at this point. But yeah, sticking yeah, also with NBA, of course, um, I mean, we talked about kind of the beginning of the podcast. You know, mm -hmm. the first NBA games happened uh, on when this podcast right. goes up Thursday, being with the uh, the Pelicans and the uh, Jazz, and then, of course, with the uh, the Clippers and Lakers. And I think it's so funny because I didn't really think about this, but, of course, Rudy Gobert is a key yeah. part of that first game back. Of course he is the guy who who shut down all of sports essentially. I mean, yeah. What a Thanks freaking for... way to come back. Wow. Well, for just the NBA and first starters, how they're dealing with all this COVID. They, like, yes, that's how I was going to intro it. I mean, you take a yeah, look at like what MLB's done. I mean, they've done a terrible job at and exactly. talking about Adam Silver. He's done a terrific job so far about yeah, this whole coronavirus and, stuff. And you know how well liked Adam Silver is. And so yeah. the fact that he's just uh, – the fact that how crazy um, how how crazy serious he's taking it and how just like – I mean, Porzingis the other day couldn't play because he just missed the one day every yeah. – our daily COVID test. And just to show like how serious they're taking it, I mean, they have three hotels down there with every – all the teams in there. So it – Right now, it probably, to them, seems like a fun house <laughs> with all the NBA teams and players in there. And they, I mean, you've seen some of the things they brought. People are bringing yeah. the consoles, their systems, they're bringing all sorts of things. They're fishing they're out there, all that. And it's just so crazy to think about um, the fact that Alan Silver can, like, do this. And Florida outbreak has been happening. Yeah. And this, is all in, this whole thing has been taking place in Florida. And yeah. yet nothing has been reported like a whole team or anything like that with like COVID. Yeah. I mean, I want to ask you this too. I mean, talking just about the first two games and what you've seen so far the, from the bubble, how do you think this rest of the season is going to play out for the NBA? Do you think that 
there could potentially kind of what they're saying about Major League Baseball, yeah. that there could be a shutdown? Or do you think the NBA so far is looking pretty good right now, sitting uh, high and pretty, basically? I think the NBA is sitting pretty high, like high and pretty right now. I think the way they're doing it, if they maintain doing it, especially with how crazy it's still been, even with spikes, um, I think they're they're still sitting very high. And also, the fans would just love to watch something. Mm-hmm. Like, something new. And, uh, well... Yeah, and for starters, if they do continue, me being a Dallas fan, I want the Lakers to win. Yeah. Just like, you know, he has to. LeBron has to do it. Yeah, and especially will. for Kobe, man. And he will. I, the thing is, I know it. I, I would love to see it. I really do. I mean, just that you could see, like, as, especially when Kobe died, I mean, LeBron just got in a, a totally different mentality. Even though, I mean, he's one of the most serious and best competitors in the NBA, that just he added even more gasoline to his fire. Right. I mean, if you're also, if you have LeBron stature and you're able to create teams with Anthony Davis and bring in all these amazing players and just really good side players that, you and know, he brought back uh, the Henny God too. I mean, you had to bring back JR. He's, he's <laughs> always lost without LeBron and uh-huh. he's sometimes lost with LeBron, <laughs> but, uh, um, he's just, Le- it's just LeBron. LeBron is the goat. He's, he's the greatest of all yeah. time. And I believe that I'll back him up on anyone who fights me on that. Yeah. LeBron's like I, of all time. And I agree upon that as well. Even, you know, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm someone that kind of, you know, respects LeBron and MJ in their own sort right. of light. But I mean, you take a look at a guy who I, mean, I will, I will say this overall, you know, LeBron is a better player, but I mean, you talk also about a yeah. guy who has just been, you know, the grace of all time being clutch and all that. I will give that to Jordan. So it's a very big debate. And I definitely right. see both sides of it, but you know, if we're going overall best player, definitely LeBron James all the way. Right, absolutely, and just, um, yeah, that comparison will always be there. Yeah, I mean, it was with there with Kobe, it was with there with LeBron, all those guys. Um, but I mean, I, I really hope we get to see kind of this NBA season play out, and of course, I'm excited to see what happens. I really do hope we see LeBron win a championship for Kobe. I mean, that be the right. perfect way to kind I of end this it. whole season. I, I believe it. Yeah. So I think this is going to wrap, uh, end off really this, uh, episode of, uh, the Max Danielson show. Stefano, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, the final tradition, of course we have on the show is I ask you if you want to plug anything, if you want to say anything, now is the time to do so. And I will let you take that away. Um, well, for starters, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I love doing this. I mean, you have your podcast now, and I have mine as well. And, yeah, um, you can check out my podcast at Chef Stuff Season 1 on Spotify and on Anchor, on just about any one of those platforms. And check me out on Instagram, Stefano.Corpus. And, yeah, I'll see you all later. Absolutely. I will be also putting those both in the bio for this podcast. Go check them out. Uh, So that's going to do it for this week's episode of, or really not this week's episode, I guess just this episode since we're not a weekly podcast anymore. Uh, so thank you right. for listening, of course, from myself, Max Danielson. Sure. And as always, have a pleasant good morning, a good afternoon, or good evening to you wherever or whenever you may be listening. Thanks, y'all, and we will see you next episode.